What is up, Steel Studies? Happy Monday, November 22nd, 2021. And welcome to episode number 158 of The Study Session. I'm your host here, Jeremy Ritz, kicking off a Monday. Yes, it's a sad Monday. The Steelers lost a close game, 41-37 to the Los Angeles Chargers in a game that really looked out of control early on, like the Steelers had no chance of winning, but valiantly they fought back to storm and surge in the fourth quarter to give them a lead and really an opportunity to close the game out and win. But unfortunately, a big pass play on a busted coverage given up late gave the Chargers the victory and drops the Steelers to 5-4-1 and one. and we're going to get into analysis of that game here today. As always, I like to start by saying thank you, thank you, thank you for being a supporter of the Still Study for listening to my work, listening to the study sessions, listening to the Still Study podcast. It truly does mean the world to me, so my gratitude and appreciation to you. Thank you for that. I also want to connect with you, so please drop me a line via email. You could do that one of two ways, either via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com or also give me a follow on Twitter at stillstudy. Would love to connect with you, get your question, comment, feedback on the show. Every Saturday, I do a show that I call the Saturday Steelers Mailbag on a study session where I do get your questions, comments, feedback on the show. Would love to connect with you that way. Feature what you're thinking about. And then also, too, every Tuesday, that's tomorrow, at 5 a.m., I record my other podcast with Jim Wexel from the Still City Insider. That podcast is called the Still City Insider Podcast. Jim and I talk everything Pittsburgh Steelers football, and we will be covering the loss to the Chargers tomorrow morning. And we post between 6 and 6.15 a.m., in addition to the audio podcast, we do have a YouTube version if that's better for you. But please make sure you check that out linked in the show notes. All right, so let's get into it. 41, 37. Kind of a heartbreaker. Not going to lie. The Steelers really, you have to frame this game by looking at all the players they were missing specifically on the defense, Minka Fitzpatrick out because of COVID, Joe Hayden out at corner. TJ Watt out at outside linebacker. Those are big name, big contributors on the defensive side of the ball and to not have them out there really made it difficult for that defense to get off the field. And you just makes you wonder if they were out there, how would have the outcome of this game have changed? Would there have been more turnovers? Would Justin Herbert have played such a dominating game? And Herbert, to his credit, and I want to go on record in saying this because I haven't watched him play a full game, that dude looks like the real deal. He was phenomenal. And just showed poise in the pocket, the ability to step up in the pocket and scramble and take off for a lot of big gamers, 
big gainers last night, especially when the Steelers were in man coverage. There was nothing open for him down the field. He just took off with his legs, and he picked up some chunks. We're talking like some running back yardage. But what I also, what also stood out about Herbert was just his ability to tailor the throw to the situation. There was a little check down pass where he threw it with such precision to hit the running back in stride, and it was a thing of beauty. So I will say that don't want to call myself a fan of Herbert, but I will say that the dude can play quarterback, and I have a lot of respect for his game after last night's contest. Had the full Steelers defense been in there, I don't think Herbert would have had as easy and as big of a day as he did. He exploited that secondary for over 350 passing yards. And again, some of those big runs, there was just no answer for Herbert. And really, it wasn't until the fourth quarter when Cameron Hayward deflected a pass way up into the air. Cameron Sutton came flying up to make a spectacular interception to get the ball back to the Steelers. And this was after a blocked punt, which the Steelers were able to convert into a touchdown, so a big play on special teams. And whenever they tied it and whenever they took the lead, I know myself, I was thinking, wow, did they just really come back and take the lead after getting really outplayed for the majority of the game? And they did. And I had fully believed that they were going to come out with the win. But then the busted coverage, Jordan Orwood let Mike Williams get behind him, and he just burns the secondary for a deep touchdown. And despite the Steelers getting the ball back, they weren't able to do anything with it because Ben was sacked two consecutive times after really a decent showing in pass protection, and that was all she wrote. But going back to that offense, I mean, they put up 37 points. And the way that you would have thought they would have accomplished that on the ground against the worst rushing defense in the NFL, the Steelers didn't have a particularly good game rushing the football. In fact, it was one of their poorer performances of the year. Now, whether that was schematic and on purpose because Roethlisberger probably had his best passing display all season, thrown for over 270 yards and three touchdowns. But the offense showed that they could score points. Not sure what was going on with the rushing attack or why they didn't try to exploit that a little bit more. But Deontay Johnson made several nice receptions showed the ability to catch and run the throw and catch on the right sideline the concentration and focus from Johnson on that play to make that reception was just phenomenal his touchdown reception was another tremendous play Johnson probably had his best game of the season so far and it's a shame that it was on the losing side 
Chase Claypool had a nice game. He looked big, physical. Made it difficult for the Chargers to defend him. He was underthrown on one play by Roethlisberger that if Ben would have let him a little bit more, it would have been a touchdown, and that was the drive when they went for it on all four downs. And if you play a little what-if here, imagine if they would have kicked the field goal there. The game would have been 41-40. It would have ended 41-40, but you have to wonder what impact that would have had on the mindset and psyche of the Steelers knowing that they only needed a field goal to win that game. But I understand why Tomlin went for it down there. And sometimes you have to take those risks, and in that situation it didn't work out, but it is what it is. Pat Freyermuth had another touchdown. He played well. Eric Ebron had a touchdown reception. Najee Harris had a nice touchdown run. Again, it was it was the best performance by the offense all season. They were stellar. And if there's any criticism, really it's twofold. It's the inability of their rushing game to get going. And the failure on that final drive to get any type of yardage. And to get sacked twice and to give up those sacks. That was really, really disheartening to see. But it is what it is. It is what it is. The Steelers, like I said, they showed fight. They showed determination. They showed grit. They've shown that in all their games. But the one thing that was different about this contest is instead of it being like a 16-13 game it was a 41-37 game can't say I was expecting that type of output offensively but they fought and they were in it even when it looked like they didn't have a chance early on they continued to persevere and they kept themselves in the contest but now they fall to 5-4-1 And things are going to get interesting now. And it's going to start on Sunday against the Bengals. We're in AFC North football now, man. And then following the Bengals, it's the Ravens. It's AFC North football. And you can absorb this loss to the Chargers. Yes, it's an AFC loss. But you've got to win these AFC North games. And here's the thing. The schedule's not getting any easier. They're going to see an offense just as dynamic as the Chargers whenever they play the Chiefs. I don't know if they'll see it in any of the other contests they have. Maybe the Vikings, who upset the Packers yesterday. But these are going to be some hotly contested games because all the teams are going to play are competing for the postseason. 
You got the Bengals. You got the Ravens twice. You got the Browns one more time. You got the Titans. How about the Titans blowing another one yesterday? You got the Vikings. You got the Chiefs. So it's going to be brutal, but take solace in knowing this. This is a team that can play with anybody. They can compete with anybody, and they can win any of these upcoming games. They can. If they can get healthy, and if they can keep growing, they can win any of these contests. And that's saying something. For how this season started, a lot of the concerns that were with this team, they're gritty, they're going to fight, and they're going to keep this team in it every step of the way. And studying, 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 studying. That is it. That is the end. That is the conclusion of episode number 158 of the study session. My gratitude to you for being a supporter of the Still Study. So thank you so much for listening in here today. Please drop me a line via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com. And also give me a follow on Twitter at Still Study. Would love to connect with you. Get your question, comment, feedback on the show. Also, be sure to check out the podcast that I do with Jim Wexel over on his site, The Still City Insider. The podcast we do is The Still City Insider Podcast. We record at 5 a.m., post at 6, 6 a.m. We're recording tomorrow. So check that out. And you beautiful studyings, remember this. Even after a loss, life is beautiful in the black and gold. Peace, everybody. Make it a great Monday night. Enjoy your Tuesday. Out.